Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Velez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one with ourselves and others. Last week, I had a conversation with someone I'll call Jennifer, who said she wanted to take a Zoom yoga class twice weekly, but felt guilty because there wasn't a lot of extra money and there were a lot of things to be done at home. She said, I want to spend some time exercising and working on meditating, but it's taking time from the family and someone would have to watch the kids. Plus, we don't really have the money right now. Needs have to come before wants, I guess. I asked her why she felt that way, and she said it would be selfish to think otherwise. When we look at the differences between needs and wants, typically the definitions are that needs are required and wants are desired. In financial planning, it's sometimes easier to see that affordable housing, healthy food, a job are needs, while perhaps that new car or upgraded cell phone are wants. We budget accordingly. However, in the realm of emotional and relational needs and wants, the differences aren't always as clear, and it might be productive to do an assessment of what you need and how to ask for it. Many of you have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's a theory with little scientific basis, but it does outline some universal needs that can be productive to review and consider. The basic needs in his hierarchy pyramid are physiological, like food and water and shelter and rest. I mention rest because I think very often I hear from clients that they're not getting enough sleep. They're not taking enough time for themselves, and they would never just sit and do nothing because there's simply too much to do, too many responsibilities. But even in Maslow's theory, rest is a basic need. Next up on the pyramid is security and safety, and then up from there, intimate relationships and friends, followed by feelings of accomplishment, and then achieving one's full potential at the top of the pyramid. And while this pyramid has been around since about 1943, I think, and far be it for me to argue with Maslow, but in my experience, the need for love and belonging is a basic need. It's a need greater than safety and security and as elemental a need as food and water and shelter at times. To be fair, much of what Maslow was talking about were the stages of human growth and development, that one stage motivates us to move to another stage. Still, if I were Maslow, I think I would have put love in the physiological foundational section. When we talk about our needs and wants, we're talking about the very things that motivate us, and love can be one of our greatest motivators. And as I often do in these podcasts, I encourage you to start with your own self-exploration. So how good are you at expressing your wants and needs? In Jennifer's case, spending time in Zoom yoga would help her feel better about her brain and body, would connect her to others, and it might help her to be a calmer and more focused wife and mother. This time, this connection was a real want and a need for Jennifer. And once she realized that, the next obstacle for her was bringing it up to her husband. They barely had enough money for him to golf twice a week. Was it fair for her needs to potentially take from his? She immediately dismissed the idea, even as she identified it as a need, because she felt with everything else going on, asking for it was selfish or would appear selfish to him and he wouldn't understand. It would create a conflict between them and wasn't worth it. 
As I sat listening, I wondered how many of you struggle asking for what you need out of fear of conflict or being negatively perceived, selfish. How often have you felt that way? That the very act of asking for what you need in a relationship is selfish. I would ask you to think about where you learned that. Where did you get that message? Whose voice is it you hear in your head when that comes up? It might be helpful to sit in quiet and after meditating or praying, think about what it is you're feeling and connect to a need. Identify what you need and do you feel your needs are being met? And if not, why not? That's the first step. Identify what you need and identify whether it's being met. There can be a lot of answers to that. Why aren't your needs being met? Perhaps you don't even know what they are and need to take some time to examine them. Perhaps you're afraid to ask for help for a variety of reasons. Maybe in childhood you were taught that asking for your needs was selfish. Or maybe you learned that you could ask all you wanted and your needs would never be met. So why bother? Perhaps you learn to sublimate your needs and they leak out in other ways. For instance, if you're feeling very agitated with your spouse, perhaps it's because you feel they're not helping out enough at home. And if you dig even deeper, perhaps it's because you're not feeling emotionally connected and therefore anything more that's required of you brings on some resentment. And you have connected this feeling to your spouse not helping when really it's because you're not feeling emotionally connected to your spouse. Perhaps your need in this case is not necessarily more help at home, but more emotional connection to your spouse, or maybe both. Secondly, be specific in your thoughts and ideas about what it is you need. Using the example above, pinpoint what you think or know would help you feel more emotionally connected to your spouse. Perhaps making dinner on Friday nights feels like too much for you, and you really need your spouse to take that responsibility over and having some time together over dinner that your spouse orders or prepares would also help you feel more emotionally connected, particularly if there are no distractions. So being specific about what you need, including I really need us to put our phones away so we can sit and talk, be clear in your mind of what you need and how you will ask for it. We are meant to ask for help. Look at ancient wisdom. The Buddha said, looking after oneself, one looks after others. Looking after others, one looks after oneself. I love this idea because it's a guide for society, but it's also a relationship truth. Jesus said, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door shall be opened to you. We are called to ask for what we need and seek it out. This asking for what we need and want requires not only communication, but trust. So as you think about why you're hesitating in making your needs and wants known in any relationship, ask yourself why. Ask yourself if it has anything to do with not trusting. The third piece is This requires you be very clear in your communication. You can even preface your communication with acknowledging that you feel nervous about asking for help or that it makes you feel perhaps less confident or competent. Talk about your feelings if you're struggling asking for help. In a healthy relationship, we want to meet one another's needs as best we can. 
or explore resources that will meet each other's needs. Our partners or the people that we are in relationship with are not mind readers. Very often in session, especially with couples, they'll share that they've been married long enough. And of course he knows what I need or she knows what I want. But in conversation, it's clear the partner does not know. Sometimes there are uncommunicated feelings that one partner's needs are more important than the others, like in Jennifer's case. Even though it can be difficult and you might feel vulnerable asking for what you need, it is imperative in a healthy relationship. The more you do it and the more you are both able to work in communicating and meeting each other's needs, the less vulnerable you will feel and the more the intimacy in the relationship will grow. Leave no room for error or assumption. Specifically state what it is you need. For instance, if you feel like you need some time away from the kids several times a week so you can do something, be clear on how that might work and begin those conversations with, I feel. One of the easiest and most productive phrases is, I feel fill in the blank because fill in the blank. I feel overwhelmed because I feel like I'm not getting to do what I need to do for myself. I feel emotionally disconnected from you and I need us to spend more time, just the two of us together, perhaps on Friday evening. And I need you to make that a priority as well. Fourthly, ask your partner to paraphrase and repeat back what they have heard you say to make sure you're both on the same page. By being clear and identifying what you need, you leave no room for error. Then if your partner is unable to help you with those needs, it may be something you need to do on your own. If your partner repeatedly is not responding to your needs or is unwilling or unable to even have conversations around your needs, perhaps it's time to look at professional counseling. Recently, I was looking at a Khan Academy and a class they have on storytelling and developing characters. And I would encourage you to look it up as they talk about the wants and needs of characters in stories, such as Lion King and Monsters, Inc. and They help to draw parallels to developing characters through story, as well as developing our own character in our own lives. And that is exactly what you are doing as you learn to identify and ask for what you need and want through your relationships. One of the best and most beloved stories where characters are clear about what they need and have no problem asking for it is The Wizard of Oz. This may be something you didn't pay attention to while watching the movie, but see if it resonates with you. In the beginning, Dorothy needs to protect Toto from Mrs. Gulch, the unkind neighbor lady. Dorothy reaches out to everyone in her world. She is desperately trying to be heard. She's trying to share her fears and her concerns, but she's repeatedly dismissed by her uncle and her aunt and the three workers on the farm. They don't have time to listen to her. They have more important things to do. And as she sings somewhere over the rainbow, it's clear she needs to feel she's in a safe place, protected and secure. And remember, Dorothy is an orphan. She has some kind of tragic past. Her need for safety and security and relationship is strong. Then in Oz, she asks to go back home. And in this journey to return home, she meets characters who also have needs and express those to her. Scarecrow needs a brain, Tin Man needs a heart, and the lion needs courage. And the four of them with very clear and voiced needs support one another. And in relationship to self, 
and others, those needs are eventually met. Even though as they voice these needs, they are often embarrassed about it, the others support them, listen to them, and do not shame them. In the end, they all got what they needed, if not exactly what they wanted. Have a week full of meaning and love and getting what you need in this world through your relationship.